All right, Wayne Bettis here, the founder of the Off The Tools podcast. I just want to introduce you to our brand new sponsor, directplumbingsupplies.com. It is founded by a former tradesman who has set up his own plumbing and heating merchants. He has an online shop, which is obviously at directplumbingsupplies.com, and he delivers across the UK. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rest of the show. OBS, um, but everything else then just comes off at the back of StreamYard. Just makes it yeah. really, really easy. And you can share yeah, a link in advance. I've seen it extensively and I just haven't really. Oh, here we go. Here we okay. go. We're, we're live. We're live. We're going live. And now I'm going to give everybody a share link just so you know in here. Um, I will put this in the chat. This is the link to share the stream. Oh, mine's come up lovely. I can, I've got, so I can just share it to loads of groups here. Brilliant. <laughs> Spam everyone. <laughs> so we're live, yeah. Just so everyone's aware. Yeah. <laughs> so hello, if you're if you have come across us, we're just sharing it across all the different groups that, that we're in. Oh, we got some guests as well. Hello, everybody. Yeah, I'm so I'm too, too busy yeah. looking at my phone. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm yeah. good. Nice yes, Gavin. Good to see you, ma'am. Check your oh, check man. your DMs, ma'am. <laughs> I will do. I will do. Good man. <laughs> okay, fantastic. So, shall we get started, guys? Let's and go. Girls? Let's go. Okay, I, we don't have an impressive theme tune today. Um, I was just going through some pro, some some different different things here, but I can say welcome. To another fantastic, fabulous Wayne's World Wednesday. Keep that energy up. Come on. Good to be back. Good to be back. Where have you been, Wayne? We missed you. Moving house. Moving house and life. <laughs> this is going out to many, many millions of people. All those lucky people. Personal development, growth, and a bit of banter from yours truly and Wayne Bettis, our leader. <laughs> and we've got a very special guest today as well. Take it away, Wayne. We've got a very special guest today, James DeWayne. So welcome along to the Wayne's World Wednesday experience. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thank you. Do you know, we, um, we, I admire anybody that puts themselves out there to, to help an industry. So, do you know, I tip my hat to you and, uh, and hopefully over the course of this session, do you know, we can help some people that are either watching it live or listening on the podcast or watching it on YouTube, wherever they might be watching it. That's the, the aim of the game is to help as many people as possible and try and have a bit of fun along the way. So <laughs> I want to, I want to echo that and say, I mean, come on, this is, this is, this is what it's all about. This is what it's all about. Like I'm a personal believer in law of attraction, law of attra attraction. The more people we can help, the more abundance and joy and positivity 
we can bring to not just our life, my life, but everybody around us. That's how the, this is what we think the world needs. I don't know about you, Wayne, but that's why we also created the Trades Growth Summit. Yes, yeah, exactly. Do you know, um, I, I just know firsthand how it transformed my life, you know, by embracing education, uh, learning, you know, and, and if I can, I've been on a personal mission for the last sort of four years, trying to wake as many people up as possible. I know James has been, been doing, doing it similar, same as front, like, you know, we've all been, we've all been playing our part in trying to open people's mind. And, uh, the more, the more people we can touch, the better. And as you mentioned, I'm trying to get my fingers the right way here. There, no. Ah, I'm getting confused. The Trades Growth Summit, that one, <laughs> um, is is a major step forward in in what we're all trying to achieve. So I, I don't know. I, we could talk about the Trades Growth Summit all night long, but for those, should we go give people a one one a quick one hundred and one on what it is or or what? What do you want to do? Yeah, absolutely. And and I just want to say that look, there is one. There's a elephant in the room here. Okay, and that is, or there's the black sheep, okay, that's Carolina Cohen, because she's the only female on this call. So at least we have a little bit of a diversity. Guys and girls, we tried so hard to bring more diversity into the Trades Growth Summit. We, well, we went, we did everything we possibly could, okay? But I just want to say that the Trades Growth Summit was an idea of this woman here, okay? This woman. And she's not in trades. And she just, this woman, she just wants to to do something special. And that's why the Trades Growth Summit is not for profit. No one's earning any money. We've been, everyone involved has been busting their ass for about four months to get these coaches and speakers and everybody. So Carolina, I just want to say like, why did you think about the Trades Growth Summit? And what was your motivation to to do something like this? Thank you so much. I mean, it's just, it's been such an honor and I've I've been so, um, just the the contribution from everybody, including James, uh, Robbie as well. Thank you as well for your contribution. You, but you, you know, and just everybody has been so generous and giving to really help out the industry. What we've seen is we've seen we speak to trades businesses every single day, and we see a lot of people that um, it's been a hard couple of years. And there's a lot of confusion and a lot of people um, that are struggling, you know, whether it's in different areas of their business or even in their lives. And, um, and we just need to help people know that there is help out there, that we're here together to support everybody. And it was, that, I mean, there was various motivations. First of all, like creating a safe community for everybody to come together and know that you're not alone, Um, putting together like amazing content and training that could help you in your business and in your life. And also kind of thinking outside of the box. It's not just about learning the latest tool or trick or marketing technique. Um, It's not about that. You need to sort of think outside of the box in terms of, you know, is it really 
you know, do you need to spend a bit of time, you know, developing yourself, developing your relationships in your personal life even or do you need to look at your business as a whole um what systems do you need to put in place to basically be successful in in not just your business but also in your life so um that's also the reason why we've brought in just like a really broad mix of amazing speakers and everybody has been just so generous um uh to to help the trace community and to also make a difference in the lives of veterans. There's a lot of ex-forces uh, trades business owners as well. And, um, and so it's a, it's, a, it's a cause that is very close to my heart. There's a lot of people particularly that are suffering, that are coming back from Afghanistan, um, that you know have a lot of psychological wounds and physical wounds as well that need our support. So this is, this is about you helping you in your life and business and it's also about making a difference to to our to our wounded soldiers and for me it's the it's the charity acts aspect that is really set it really set it apart and to be honest when you first approached me with the idea I was a little bit like what we're going to do all this for nothing (laughs) like for no money and then obviously I grew into the idea and understood what we were trying to achieve but you know like businessmen at heart the first thing I was just like well how much how much are we going to earn on this and but the the typical tradesman yeah typical tradesman (laughs) no it was it was it was my first instinct it definitely was and uh but the fact that it's not for profit for me you know it just it just takes it to the next level. And then the work that, that you guys have put in behind the scenes, you know, I've had the pleasure of interviewing some, some amazing people as well. So, you know, on a personal note, just, just the fact I've been speaking to these people, you know, from all walks of life, multi decker millionaires to, you know, to people that have just come out of the army and, and people that have survived terrible things and, and regrouped. And honestly, you know, I just want to get this in front of, as many people as possible because I just, I just know the power that's sitting inside. I call it the, I've called it the vault. I don't know what we're actually officially calling it, but you know, the, the, the behind the scenes where this is all housed is literally, it's like a gold mine. And, and those that, are, cause is it the 15th where they've got until the 15th of, or is it the 14th? We're closing doors at the end of the 14th. Is that right? Doors on the, on the 15th. So I, I'm just going to, before we sort of dive into, uh, you know, an interview uh, with James Dwayne, who's going to give us like a real sneak peek on his training um, because he's got like such an amazing program in and outside of the Trades Girl Summit. I'll just look, share, I'll share my screen and I'm going to show you the vault. Okay. And what it, what it looks like, because it really is something special. Give me a while, while Francis is bringing that up. Um, it's we've coined the phrase it's the Netflix for trades because it's you don't have to take time off work there, there's no there's no commitment to turning up to a destination or, or a time it's literally at the end of your phone you can be to be crude you can be sitting on the loo listening to Francis interview Michael Gerber you can yes. be in a loft fixing a boiler listening to Wayne interview Rob Moore you you know you can be sitting in the pub listening to James's chat training you know which is I think a few parts like a few it's a few episodes long which is going to be fantastic you know it's literally on demand 24 7 anywhere in the world as long as you've got the internet so we wanted to be inclusive as well because you see whereas we've got 
the top authors, coaches of the world. We've also got like business owners, real life stories, business owners who are running businesses. So it's not just, we're not saying you need to build a multi-gazillion pound business and become McDonald's, right? But we're saying we want it to be inclusive and we wanted to more importantly show you different points of view, right? Because the learning journey doesn't stop. This is not like you, you pay for a program, you pay for a coach now and okay, you're, you're, you're done. You don't, you don't need to learn anymore. No, you see, once you start, it doesn't stop. And you're learning in your mind, it's you. No one is gonna grow your business except you. And this is also something that we've realized we wanna get, we wanna get across is you don't pay other people to grow your business. It's not possible. Only you can grow your business. Now you can use other people to help you like marketing experts, like business coaches, but no one's going to do it for you. You have to be smarter. You have to be the one with the ideas to do things differently or try this strategy. And you know what? Some of the shit that you do might very well fail. In fact, I guarantee you it will. will it will. But what do you do then? You take the information, you learn what worked, what didn't work, and you build and you go again and you go again and you go again and you go again and you go again. And entrepreneurship, and yes, every plumber, electrician, every uh, roofer, painter is an entrepreneur. I'm gonna take this from Michael E. Gerber. He, he did give it to me. And by the way, he's coming back. We're going to have an exclusive in the Trades Growth Summit group with Michael E. Gerber, who wrote the E-Myth Revisited, to talk about this. Because you have, at a certain point, you have to let go of your trade. And that may be hard. You have to let go of being a plumber. You're not a plumber anymore. Yes, that's your skill. But to grow the business, you need to become the entrepreneur, the marketing expert, the sales, someone you don't, you know, we hear that, oh, I don't like sales. You need to become great at sales and you will. And it's an evolution of who you are because the person of today is not, doesn't have the mind of the person of tomorrow, the 200K business, the 500K business, and then the million pound business if you want it. So this is really a sort of important about why we're doing what we do, why we think everyone should have access for it, and why we mix it up, because we believe in a collective. Uh, Robbie Newton came in. And by the way, we're going to open up really, really soon to like, it's not just going to be me and Wayne talking, but we just want to set the scene because we feel so strongly about this initiative. Uh, Robbie Newton came in and talked about stress and recruitment engineers and hiring and keeping and it's it's these commons these are common growth problems that we all share we all share and we can all help each other as well so very quickly i'm going to show you what's inside of the trades growth summit so far we're building it out but we've got i'm sharing my screen i think yeah uh, make sure i don't have anything 
That shouldn't be up here on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's screenshotting right now to zoom in and see see all your tabs and, and hidden secrets. <laughs> of my pet sheep in the corner. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Um, we've got three parts to the program. Success mindset. Okay, in here, we're going to have training by Brad Burton. We got Wayne Bettis. Maru- oh. Marostara is a is a high performance fitness coach, and he attributes how he attributes your nutrition directly correlated to your income. Fancy that! So we got Jordan Reynolds. He's a pro boxer. Rob Moore, obviously, Wayne has an exclusive interview with Rob Moore, And, and these are all people who have are they are. They're doing it and they're teaching it and we need to learn from them. And we got Winston Davis, Stephen Blair, who's going to have a session on on, um, mental health and also Clive Holland from Fix Radio and the BBC. And, you know, they're basically giving their insight into where the industry is going and what you need to look out for. Okay. Um, The, the part two, um, let me get back in here. Part two is going to be all about um, marketing mastery and growing your business. So, James, we're going to get into the three simple strategies for local trades. Uh, and then we have sessions by Mike Malkowitz, how to dominate your market, Marcus Sheridan, using trust and integrity. Marcus Sheridan has a very interesting one. He says that, you know what, we don't have to just we don't just sell, we just be true to ourselves. And we can, if we need to refer people to a competitor, we refer them to a competitor if they're the right fit. Joy Hawkins around SEO, Google My Business. Joy Zareen uh, is going to be all about personal brand. And by the way, in the next couple of weeks, we have a whole bunch more coming as well. And the third part, business and leadership, we've got talks from Michael E. Gerber, Tommy Mello, he, earns, he runs a $100 million business in the U.S. Lifestyle Trady from Australia. These are all people with programs who are actually walking the talk and showing you how to do it. Craig Wilkinson and Alison Warner on team systems and, te- uh, sorry, time systems and teams. Alison Warner, how to attract, hire, and develop the right people. We have the CEO of Simpro. We have the CEO of Tradeify and more Trade Spotlight as well. Robbie, Adam Chapman from Heat Geek. These are the best of the best. These are the game changers in the industry. And what will happen is when you get access, you're going to have these three online courses. They're going to look a little bit like this. You can access them anywhere. And you click on a link and then you've got this whole online learning portal and you can just go through the content in your own time. So, I mean, come on, guys. (laughs) Come on. Like just a donation, a voluntary donation. You go to tradesgrowthsummit.org, click on donate and you can just choose. Like we've started it off at 40 quid. Okay, because there's no way you're getting this for less. Because <laughs> we've we've worked too hard, and our coaches deserve much much more than that. 
but it starts at 40 quid up to a grand, however you can afford within that. And you can see exactly where your money is going to. And this is, this is not a marketing, this is not a sales pitch in disguise where you're going to be pitched at. And this is just some, um, you know, commercial, the 100% of this is going to our fallen or our, our, our wounded soul soldiers, not 50%, 70%, a bit of profit share, 100% is going straight to them. Yeah. So on, on that, you know, the speakers that we've got have donated, like, you know, they've, they've donated their time to con- contribute for this. I just want to make that very clear as well, you know, that they've, they've not just given their content and their expertise, they've given their time, you know, to help us on our mission of, of what we're trying to achieve. So thank you to all of those that have and are still to donate that time for us. Thank you. So for anyone out there on this, listening on the podcast, off the tools podcast, off the tools page, the trades automate, accelerate and growth page and anywhere this is shared. You won't grow your business without growing yourself. And this is going to start you there. You're going to learn some shit that you don't know right now. I promise you that. And that is worth a donation to help our fallen soldiers. So no brainer, do it, just get involved. And uh, without further ado, I'd love to just focus the light spotlight on James Duane. You can unmute yourself and say hello. Am I hello. muted? I think I'm, I think I'm all good. Yeah. yeah. So, so James is uh, you've you've created a, a pretty mammoth training, okay, on leveraging marketing strategies on little or no budget, because not everybody has a couple of grand a month to be putting down on Google, that sort of thing. So can you give us uh, like an introduction into why did you choose this particular training? Um, Actually, maybe if I just quickly introduce yourself for those of you who don't know you, what you do and, you know, how you help trades. But then I'd love to learn a little bit more. Give people a taster of your of your training. Uh, yeah, um, I'll do a brief, brief introduction. I mean, there's a whole uh, huge story out there, but um I have been I've been doing what I'm doing now for the last seven almost uh, eight years. 2000, I think it was 2010, 2011 when I actually started to help other electricians to grow or market their business. Um, and I did that as a result of back in 2007. I had what you could only class as most people would class as a successful business. Uh, I was employing nine people. I had three vehicles on the road. I had an office in South London. Um, and on paper, everything looked great. And anybody looking from the outside would look at it and go, what a fantastic business he's got there. And, and I find that a lot of tradesmen are in similar kind of position because what I was doing was, yeah, everybody else was getting paid, but I wasn't getting very little out of it at all, apart from sleepless nights. Um, and what actually happened back then, it was just ahead of a recession. Two large developers that I was working for went bust very shortly, one after the other. Within three months of one another, they went down. Each of them owed me uh, in and around the region about 40 grand. And I limped my business on for a further 18 months after that. I just couldn't recover from the cash flow. I had put materials and labor and everything into their work. And there was no chance I was ever getting that money back. 
So I lived the business on for another 18 months, borrowing heavily to keep it going, keep the staff paid. I'm giving you the the, the quick version of this. Um, eventually, the business collapsed, and I had I had no choice but to start all over again. Um, and there's a, there's a, I mean, there's a lot of damage that comes with losing a business like that. There's there's people losing trust in you because they don't see what actually went wrong. There's the staff who um, were your best buddies up to the point that you lost everything, and then they hate you because the liquidator came and took out, took over everything, and uh, they didn't get final salaries and and so on and so forth. So there's a lot of mental baggage to to bring along that journey, which is well starting out again. Um, but anyway, I started again, vowed that I wouldn't work for large contractors ever again, and that I was going to focus on the uh, domestic market, which is, at that point, was pretty unheard of for Sparks. Many of them didn't like it. Domestic was what you did on the way home from a bigger job. It was something that, you know, you stuck in at the weekend or you did in an evening, but I decided I was going to make a business out of it. I had at that point, and you ask, why did I uh, decide on this topic for the um, for, for this event? I had at that time no money. I, I had nothing to start all over again with. So I had to be a little bit creative. I had to be a bit inventive in terms of how in God's name do you get work from people if you don't have a marketing budget, if you don't have money to spend on advertising. And you know every penny that you have is important, going to pay off debts, going to put food on the table, pay mortgage and so on and so forth. So I got quite creative in terms of marketing. I looked to... Um, what some people out in the States were doing, uh, some of you will have heard of Dan Kennedy, uh, direct marketing specialist. Uh, he just became a bit of an obsession of mine. I, I absorbed all of his free material that you can get on online. And then eventually, as things grew and as I could start to afford stuff, I invested in becoming a, a member of his inner circle. Um, and I started to learn. And this was all learning just to grow my own business. This was all just to develop my own electrical business and regrow it which I managed to do, and I managed to regrow the business. I managed to relocate the business from London down to Kent. Um, and I found that having a smaller business was actually more profitable for me. So, you know, we capped off at uh, three members of staff. Um, and with three members of staff and myself, I was much more profitable than I was with a much bigger company in London, um, which was charging more money, believe it or not. Plus, I had more time to myself, and I, I sort of discovered along the way that I'd learned some stuff. Um, and then around 2011, when the business was now up and running again, things were working. I thought it, it, you know, it took me a long time to build the first business, and I lost it very quickly. But yet, I was able to build the second business relatively quickly in a new area, a different niche, if you like. Um, and from that. I, I was a member of BNI. Some of you will have heard of BNI. Uh, I was a member of BNI, and people used to keep saying to me, "You know, you've recovered from pretty much bankruptcy. Uh, you've now got a successful business again. Shouldn't you be doing something with this?" And I never really knew what this something with this was that they were talking about. Um, and then eventually, I met a guy who was to become my coach, and I sort of I encourage everybody should have a coach. Um, I think having somebody to coach you and mentor you actually brings everything that you don't believe in yourself out. Um, but this guy eventually became my coach and encouraged me to start documenting the process that I did from losing the business through to regrowing the business. Um, and from that, I created a system which we call the Sparks Blueprint. 
that became a document which I used to train online. I did online webinars way back, 2011, 2012. I did webinars, and then we would um, send people to a download page where they could buy this, uh, this six-step document. Uh, people kept coming back after buying that and asking, where can we get more? Where can we get more? So we then uh, created the membership program, which is now a, a community of 336-odd electricians across the UK. Um, and then I wrote my book. The book surprised me because I, to me, the book was going to be a marketing tool. It, it was just going to be there to help me promote the, uh, the toolbox, which is the community. Um, and it surprised me in the sense that within three weeks of being released, it actually went to number one on Amazon um, in the small business uh, marketing category. So, uh, And it stayed there for over five weeks. And for the next five years, it stayed in the top 100 uh, business books on Amazon, which was really fantastic. But it, it sort of opened a lot of doors as far as the industry was concerned, because then I was asked to speak at the NIC events, NIC live events. Uh, I got invited out to Dubai to speak on marketing. I got invited to Australia to speak on marketing, uh, Ireland, uh, Poland. So, you know, they, having the book opened up a, a number of different doors. And uh, what I've sort of noticed over the last, um, I'd say, 24 months, but you want to say since COVID, but, you know, what is it they said? BC, before COVID. But just, <laughs> just since COVID, um, that there seems to be a shift and an awakening within the trades. And I don't necessarily just mean electricians, but previously, if we go back to sort of 24 months, even let's say three years ago, most people in the trades tend to believe that if I'm better at what I do, I'll get more business. And this is particularly true in the electrical industry. And I'll talk specifically electrical because that's that's my background. But if you talk to somebody about, you know, how would they, how would they going to develop their business? How would they going to grow their business? Then they, would, they were talking about going and getting better skilled. So they would upskill and they do uh, PV courses. They'll do solar courses and, and all of this just to get more skills, believing that that helps them to grow the business. But what they didn't think about was that they actually needed to upskill their business acumen, that they need to understand marketing, that they need to understand how to grow the business, they need to understand the financing behind their business. But that, as I said, that now seems to have shifted. And I think this summit is a is a fantastic example of that because I've I've sort of thought for the last um, seven or eight years that I was sort of shouting in the wilderness. It's like, you know, I mean, I've if, if I'm honest about it, I've stuck in my lane, yeah? I mean, everything that I do and, and um, teach, uh, coach on, mentor on, would work for any trade. But I've stayed in my lane with electricians because that's my background and that, that's what I know. Um, but this, seeing this summit as it's been growing, um, I've been aware of people like Craig Wilkinson. Um, I've been aware of, obviously, I've worked with um, George Theodosu. Um, I know Rob from the Professional Speakers Association. And I've sort of been aware of, of other people doing other things in the industry, but not to what sort of extent they've been doing doing stuff. And this summit has sort of opened up my eyes to say, it, it is. It's like there is an awakening awakening in the industry now. People are now looking at and, and understanding and agreeing that they have to change their mindset. And it's not about word of mouth anymore. It's not about who knows who. It's not about the old boys network. It's not about upskilling and being a better electrician, a better plumber, a better carpenter. 
But yeah, be a better carpenter, be a better electrician, but understand that you also need to be a businessman. Understand that you need to be a marketer of what you do as well as the doer of what you do. Um, so I think I've gone off on a bit of a ramble. I was talking about me and I've gone off on... No, it's, fan- yeah. it's fantastic, James. Fantastic to okay. hear and 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 well, I, then, uh, I feel the same as well with the the awakening definitely there's yeah. a there's a shift shift happening definitely I, I have i have found for a number of years one of the hardest things to do is to convince tradesmen that they need the kind of help that we're offering but once you demonstrate it to them once um what i used to say once i got them into the toolbox they got it they understood it you know but it, it was that it was having those initial conversations that People were, you know, no, no, no. I, what I need is I need a new screwdriver, or I need a new drill, or I need a new van, or I need, you know, I need to, uh, I need to understand more about um, PV, or I need to understand more about the regs, and I need to be able to devour the regs book, and that'll make me better, and that'll make me. But they didn't understand that some very small tweaks to what they're already doing could get them more customers, earn them more money, make their life easier control their time and time being the fundamental part of it because you know money we can make any any of us can can turn money around yeah but time and and when you look at most of us went into business for ourselves in the trades because we've come through either an apprentice route or a trade skill route we've come along and we've thought while working for somebody else i could do that better why am i making money for this guy when i could be making money for myself that, that's normally what happens. And we look at it and we think, well, I'm working sort of six days a week for this guy. I'm, I'm doing eight hours a day for this guy. If I did this for myself, I could be working less. I could be earning more and I'd be much happier. And what actually happens is we end up working more, earning less and having all of the stress to go with it. And yet with simple things that you can do, very, very simple things that some people look at it and they go, I can't believe it's that easy. I can't believe it's that simple. And, you know, a very simple strategy like managing your diary, which I talk about in the in the summer, in the in the the part of the training that I've given you in the summer. Simple little things like managing your diary can actually dictate how much you earn in a day. And you can actually earn in a day more than you imagine you can earn and have time to spend with the family, do your hobbies, have all of that and not be chasing your tail all of the time. And a lot of it is just shifting up here. A lot of it is just changing what's going on upstairs and, and not necessarily huge changes in how you do business, small tweaks. Okay. So do you want to just go into, can you give us a little bit of a preview of your, of what people can expect uh, from your program in Trades Growth Summit? Like um, talk us through the, th- the three modules. Yeah, I, th- I think the so subtitle i guess is low and no cost marketing it is literally looking at the very simple aspects that each and every one of us have access to you know the basic things uh, many people go away and look at big shiny objects they look at if i spend I'm, I'm concerned about mentioning trade names here so if somebody has a beep button then beep yeah um but you know going away and spending five six hundred pound with large organizations that that sound like smell.com that that type of thing yeah <laughs> um and you know finding that you've spent that money and gotten nowhere with it uh or join joining with lead generation programs that um you know i i have a particular um what's the word i'm looking for mindset around lead generation 
organizations in in the sense that I feel that if you're paying them to generate a lead for you, you're spending money that you could be building out assets for yourself. When you stop spending the money with them, the leads stop coming. Yeah. Um, and you've built nothing. Whereas if you use that money to generate leads yourself, then you're actually building an asset that will continue to feed you leads, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. The leads you build yourself, the leads you generate yourself, you're not competing with anybody against. You're not up against five or six other tradesmen who are buying the same lead from a lead generating company. Um, so you've got a better chance of actually winning that work and you're not having to drill down or compete down on, on price. And that's what this mini course or mini series is about. It, it is literally about taking all of the small things that I know work, everything from doing um, like lo- local leaflet campaigns, which many people will say, I've done leaflets and they don't work. Uh, that's rubbish. Leaflets work. In fact, let me caveat something here. Every single form of marketing that exists in the world works. So whenever you hear somebody say, this doesn't work, radio advertising doesn't work, leaflets don't work, websites don't work, Facebook doesn't work, it, it may not have worked for them in the way that they have tried it. But all of those methods work because if they didn't work, they wouldn't exist full stop. It's just in how you apply them and how you go about using it for your business. And everything stems back to, and I mentioned this in the training that I gave you as well, everything stems back to understanding who your ideal customer is. Because too many of us go out and we, we go scattergun approach and we go, right, I'm an electrician and therefore everybody needs an electrician. So I'll just target everybody. And, and you think that that's the right way to go. And many people think, well, hang on a second. If I narrow down and say, well, all I want to work for are, I'm just going to pull out of my head for a second. But if, if I just said, all I want to work for is 36-year-old um, female teachers who live in the Essex area, right? If I narrow that down, the instant your brain goes, but I'm going to lose work. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm going to lose a lot of customers there. And the truth of that is, yes, you are but it's going to make your marketing so much easier because you've narrowed down who you're going to target. And remember, you can only do so much work anyway. So if you target enough of your ideal customer and start filling your diary with your ideal customer, you're going to be working for people who understand what you do, people who appreciate what you do, people who are happy to pay what you want to pay, and people that you enjoy going to work with. So it just makes sense to fill your diary with that kind of stuff. And then afterwards, if something else comes in, add that in as well. But everything, in my view, stems back to understanding who your ideal customer is. Once you understand who your ideal customer is, then you can work out where you target them. Where where are they getting their information? Where are they getting the news? Where are they hanging out? So if you know that this 36-year-old teacher is hanging out on Facebook every evening, then it makes sense for you to be active on Facebook. It makes, yeah, if she's not on LinkedIn, why would you waste your time promoting on LinkedIn? If she's not on TikTok, why would you waste your time promoting on TikTok? But you know she's on Facebook, so that's where your energy should go. And again, goes back to the problem. Many people think, oh, if I'm marketing and advertising, I have to do everything. So they're TikToking, they're Facebooking, they're LinkedIning, they're doing, and they're scattering themselves so far and wide that nothing is effective. It's not targeted. It's just broad. Um, and you get less results from it. So... So that, in essence, is what it's about. It's about looking at ideal customer. It's about looking at low-cost methods 
getting these low-cost methods right before you start spending large amounts of money on attracting customers. And I find that when I've done this with my students, just looking at these simple areas, for many of them who are looking to have a lifestyle business rather than, you know, we know that there are tradesmen out there who want to grow large businesses. They want to, you know, they want to grow it, get 10 staff on board, come off the tools, retire. But then there's a whole segment who want a lifestyle business. They want to go out Monday to Friday, earn enough money to pay the mortgage, pay the bills, have a couple of holidays a year. And you can do that without spending a fortune on marketing your business. You can do that without um, wasting money with lead generation programs, without spending on great big directories that are out there. There's so many free, no and low cost uh, strategies that you can use that will help you to, to sustain a really good level of business. On on that lifestyle business you, you just mentioned, you know, something that I've picked up quite a lot on the, the last couple of years, there's nothing wrong with that either. So, you know, if you're sitting there listening to this thinking, yeah, I don't want 20 staff, I don't want multi-million pound turnover, you know, that, 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 you know there is nothing wrong with keeping your ship small, tight, and profitable you know it's it's perfectly fine i've got one guy that i've worked with uh wayne he is a um what is he now i think he's about 42 something like that at the moment he's got a number of children and his whole goal in life is to spend as much time with his family as he can but he's a sparks right when he came to us first, when he came working with us first, he needed to be earning just to keep his head above water. And this is only for the business, not for the not for the family. He needed to be earning £170 a day just to keep his head above water. He was charging £25 an hour, right? And this is typical in the trades. That's another thing I discovered as well. Many of people in the trades, you know, it's finger in the air. That's what I charge. And they have no idea whether they're making money, losing money, or it's costing them. And, and many of them, it costs them to go out to work. It literally costs them money to go to work. And they think because they're busy, they're making money. Anyway, let's get back to uh, this this guy. I, I was going to name him. I'm not, I don't want to name him. He, he came. He was he was £25 uh, an hour was he charged. So you can imagine he had to work seven, eight hours a day just to earn the uh, 170 that he needed every day. Um, and his his goal, his mission in life was not to grow a business. His goal was to be able to spend time with his family. Um, and that's what we focused on. Now, many people gasp when I say this, but it's an actual fact. The guy now charges £145 as a minimum charge. He finds now, his mission in life is not to be an electrician. His mission in life is to go out and find four people that will give him that a day. That That's what, you know, he's not like, how do I become a better electrician? It's It's like, how do I find four people a day that will pay me 145 pounds and that's what he does he spends most of his time now is marketing what he actually does yeah and most days he's home by half past two three o'clock to spend time with the uh, with the family and he works a four-day week so you know like, it, and that only comes with the knowledge though doesn't it but if he, if, he can, to... if he can do it anyone can do it you know, and it, it it's not about growing and having five members of staff, 15 members of staff, having great big premises. It's about understanding what you want out of life. What do you actually want from your life? Why did you go into business? And working back from that. And, that, and that's what we've done with him. And there's, you know, there's a number of stories like that, that the people who they, they struggle because they don't know any different. They've watched their bosses struggle. They've watched other family members struggle. 
And if you're if you're learning from people who are doing it wrong, then you're just going to do the same thing wrong and you'll do more of the same thing wrong and dig yourself a bigger and deeper hole. Monkey and that's why see, some, monkey do, isn't it? Yeah, but that's why the, the mindset needs to change. And that's why, again, the, this the, this summit, the, having this resource, and I like you calling it the, the, the vault, but having this resource for people, for me, I, I look at this now and I think to myself, this is going to open up a hell of a lot of eyes of people who would never buy coaching services from the likes of myself or Craig or um, George, or, you know, there are people out there who will go and they'll donate for Help for Heroes, which is fantastic, and they'll see what's available inside this vault, and their brains will just, you can't go back. Mm. Once, once your brain opens up and you go, there's a different way, there's no reverse button. You know, you, you only want to drive forward. You only want to go forward. And I think that that's going to be huge for this industry, absolutely huge. So and I commend I commend you guys for doing it and Carolina for coming up with the idea. Yeah, thank you so much and thank thanks for for being being a part of it. Um, I, I was talking to a one of the top trainers coaches in the U.S. His name is uh, Mike Aguero, and he does has a program called CEO Warrior. Not just for U.S. There's British. There's Australian. There is, he's got a bit of an international crowd, but it's, you know, US focused, but he's got a, a, you know, a methodology called the nine pillars of business mastery. And I won't get into what he was teaching, but, you know, it was a comprehensive. And at the end of it, I, I asked him this question that maybe I think everyone could share. And also James, you can add your own um, to is like, when you've got so many things to think about, as a business owner and you want to make that shift, right? Go from plumber to to marketing expert, right? Because to do what you're saying, you need to have the marketing brain. You don't, we all need to come out of this as better marketers, better salespeople, better leaders, right? Yeah. And I said, well, what do you do first? You know, what it, you have all of this stuff and the people teaching you, yes, you got to do this and this and marketing and all oh, the webs are different, the managing the team. And it's like, okay, you can be a bit overwhelmed like shit. I'm a one man band. What is it that I need to do? And he said this, he said, you do what is, what is the most painful problem right now that you need to fix. Okay. So if it's a staff problem, fix the staff problem. If you need leads, it's fix the lead problem. If it's operational, whatever, whatever. That was interesting. And he said, you go find the coach or you go find someone who is a master at fixing that specific problem. You go to them, you pay them, and you get that problem fixed. And I thought that was actually a really nice way to put it because sometimes you can get onto a program and it's like you learn a lot of different things, but you actually, okay, it's like now what do I solve? I'm not a master at everything. I'm not, you know, but I thought that was a really great way of putting it is that problem by problem, you go and fix the problems one by one and you can find the experts that are, masters at that, that will show you how to do that. And 
you will have different coaches in your lifetime. I want to point that this is this is why we got lots of coaches. No one no one's competing with each other because it's the right coach for the right time in your life and the right problems. And you might have a, a body problem. You might have a mindset problem. You might have a marketing problem. You might have a recruitment problem. And every person, Michael E. Gerber, Mike Malkiewicz, James, they're going to have a different point of view and life experience that is equally valuable. And so you could go, you can learn. That's why you read a lot of, you don't read one book in your life. You read, you never stop reading, right? And you read even the same subject. You read a business book by different business authors again and again, and you're going to learn something new. Go, oh, you know what? Actually, 90% of that book I, I know, I knew, but actually this 10% I had never heard in that way before. And that's the thing that led me to add a million pounds to my business. And, and this is what they mean when they say um, the teacher will come when the student is ready. And, and I know it sounds a bit out there and woo-woo, but the bottom line is you could you could go to the same seminar same exact same seminar 10 times in a row. And every time you go, you'll come back with a different piece of information. Be exactly the same seminar, but because at that time that you went, you were ready for that piece of information. The same is same is to be said for a book. You read a book and you, you, you take something away from that book because that's what you need at that time. And you'll miss out a lot of it. And then you'll go back and you'll reread that book and you'll come away with different information. Mm-hmm. It's because at that point you've moved on, you've developed, your brain is ready for that. Your your need, your hunger, your pain is there for that piece of information. Um, but it, interesting, just just going back to what you were saying, my answer to that question would be: What do you do first? Where do you where do you start? You know, uh, and um, you said he said that that you know take the the biggest pain and the biggest problem. Um, in my head, I'm thinking to myself: What if it's not a problem? What if it's what if it's that I'm in a rut? Um, as most tradesmen are, you know, whatever sector, most of them, they've got into, as I said, they, they've got into the business because they want to have more time. They want to have more money. They want to have more freedom. And then they end up uh, chasing their time because they're out working eight hours a day. Then they're doing four or five hours of paperwork. Then they're chasing money. Uh, then they're they're trying to satisfy their customers and on and on and on and on and on. It goes. And you get into that rut and suddenly you're not working towards what you wanted. You're working to satisfy everybody else's blinking needs. So my view, my answer to that question is, what do you do first? First thing you do is you stand back. You press the pause button and you stand back and you think, why am I doing what I am doing? What is the res- what, what is it I want out of this situation? Uh, another sort of little story was another guy that I worked with, Sparks, and you would think, that him being a Sparks, I would want to encourage him to carry on working on his business. We actually discovered that although he was a good Sparks and he could have had a good business out of it, that's not where his passion was. That wasn't what he wanted to do. He's now teaching art. You know, he, he packed in the job and he's now teaching art. But it's it's when you press that pause and you stand back and you think, what do I really want out of life? Why am I doing that? Am I doing this just to pay the bills? Or am I doing this because it's my passion? Am I doing this because it's my drive? Am I doing this because it's what I really want to do? Is it going to get me where I want to? Book recommendation coming up. Can't remember the name of the author. It's gone. It's gone. Will it make the boat go faster? A, the guy who wrote it was an Olympic roar. He was part of a, uh, I think, six cocks or eight cocks team. Um, and when they went to the Olympics, 
the the story goes that they agreed once the team had been formed that anything they did they would only do it if it made the boat go faster so if they were going to wear a particular pair of shoes on a day that sh- that pair of shoes only got worn because it would make the go- boat go faster if it didn't make the boat go faster that didn't happen if if they if they were going to a party of an evening a social do of an evening would it make the boat go faster no right we don't do the party everything was about how do I make that boat go faster? And I think when you stand back from the business and when you look at, at what, what am I doing in life? What do I want to do in life? And then you look at, as you said, take the pains, the problems, the situations and look at it and go, right, what's going to help me make this boat go faster? What's going to help me achieve what I want out of life? And if it's if it is the electrical business or the plumbing business or the heating business or whatever it might be, then great. What do I now need to do to make that a success? What's step one? What's going to make that move for me? What's going to get me to where I want to be? Once I know and once I've defined where that is, the problem is many of us haven't defined where that is. Many of us are in the hamster wheel and we're just going day after day after day, pay the bills, chase the money, pay the bills, chase the money, and that's it. But we've got no destination in mind. We've got no, this is where I want the boat to stop. This is where I want to be. This is the end line. Um, and I think everybody needs to have that in order to work out how they're going to get there. Yeah, hundred percent, James. You know, it's one of the first things that 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 you need to have. Some the destination can change, but yeah. all you can do is work with the information you have right now, can't you? And yeah, at that you're... point, that's when you need to start looking at what. Yeah, where am I actually driving to? I use a car as the analogy. Do you know, where is it that I want to? get yeah. this vehicle too if, if you're just getting out of bed in the morning to go to work just to collect another 200 300 quid to go out and get the next job if you're just, if that's all you're doing then the next day you're going to do exactly the same thing and the next day you're going to do exactly the same thing and there's no vision at the end of it it's not like i'm not aiming for something uh, and that's the, that creates frustration. That creates all the mental health issues that we see in our industry because people, they, they get lost in what they're doing. They, they worry about the money. They worry about the next job that's coming in. And they're not thinking, what am I doing it for and where is it taking me? Where, where's the end goal? You know, you wake up then and you're 50, you're 55, you're 60, you're almost getting to retirement. And it's like, what have I built? You know, apart from the arthritis, apart from the sore knees, what, what have I actually done? What have I achieved? Yeah, and and I I always what to to try and shift people's mindset on this is, you know, we do everything as to to please that customer. Which, you know, we we miss school things, we miss dinners out, we miss all of this stuff, right? And I always I always go blunt with with the guys that I work with, and I'm saying I said if that customer found out that you're dead right now, right? What do you think they're gonna fucking do? They're going to ring the next one on the freaking list, aren't they? So why the hell are we running ourselves? Obviously, a, a caveat there. You've got to look after customers, okay? I'm not saying you can just treat them like shit and whatever. But you have to put context to it and think how loyal would they be? Are they going to come around and feed my kids? Of course they're bloody not, you know? And and for most, that's the like, ah, okay, I see, I see what you mean here. <laughs> yeah crazy world yeah no, they'll pick up the phone they'll be on to they'll be on to the next one and you'll just be a memory and that's i'd love to add to to this so one part of the challenge is knowing where to go 
right? If you don't put the destination in the GPS, you're just going aimlessly. And um, But what about the belief that the destination is actually achievable, right? Because uh, we, and I talked, I talked with Michael E. Gerber about this, and he has a new initiative called the New Dreaming Room. And it's for small business owners, and it's to teach them how to dream bigger, right? And how to actually aspire to more. Because I've talked to, to trades businesses here in the UK where we're working, and they're like, oh, well, I don't really want to grow a big business. Well, I'm not interested in a million pound revenue. I'm happy where we are. And even though absolutely the freedom to choose what size and what revenue is absolutely impossible, you know, what I've learned is that there's also an element of thinking that a one million pound business or a two million or five million pound business equals hard work, headache, anxiety, stress, problems, and a life that you don't want to live, right? But I challenge anyone, if I said, if you could own and run a 100 million pound business that you didn't have to work in, that gave you choices in life, schooling, education, and healthcare for your kids that allowed you to travel when you wanted because you had the teams in place, great teams, great culture, great business systems. Would you take that? And I would tell, I would say that m- most businesses would say, yes, I would, if that, if it could be that way. Right. And the thing is that I think a lot of people believe that just by default, that's not possible right? It's not available as an option when they're, when they're planning that trajectory as well. And this is the problem because if you believe it's not available to you, it certainly won't be. Um, and then, yeah, sorry. You, you, you've, hit, you've hit the nail on the head. It is about belief. And the only way that you alter that with, with people who have a I don't want to use the word negative mindset, but that, that their belief system doesn't allow for that. The only way to do that is to show them because telling people it, that, it, you know, that you can tell somebody you can have a million pound business. You can tell somebody you can have a stress-free business. You can tell somebody you can earn 145 pound an hour. Yeah. And they won't believe it. You've got to demonstrate it. And this again comes into understanding the, the value of having a coach. Number one, the value of being involved in a community and a community like this and this is why, again, the, the, the summit and, and everything that's in there is going to open up so many eyes because people will see what is available. They, they will see that it doesn't have to be this way. And it goes back to what I said earlier. If, if you've grown up in the trades, looking at your boss struggling and seeing that he has to penny pinch and that he has to fight for every bit of business and he has to screw down his prices just to win a job. And you believe that's how I've got to do business. That's how things have got to be because that's what that's all I'm aware of. That's all I've seen. But the more this is opened out, the more that you can see, actually, there's other ways of working. There's other ways of achieving things. There's other ways of doing things. The more your your mind becomes acceptable, receptible to the fact that I can do that. If other people can do it, I can do it. 
So the only way is for people like you, Francis, you, Wayne, me, Craig, George, is to demonstrate and to show to people that these things are achievable, that these things are possible, that, you know, it, it's not just a one-off. It's not just, you know, I did well. I grew a great business. That's great. But I'm not fucking you, James. Excuse my language. Sorry, I do that a lot. That's um, okay. I, I swear. <laughs> we you know, all swear. That later. We'll it <laughs> but, you know, they, they will look at you and go, yeah, that's all right, James, but I, I'm not you. Yeah. And, and it's like, you don't have to be me. You don't have to be Craig. You don't have to be Wayne. You know, if we could do that, if we could open up and see that there was a different way of doing things, you can do exactly the same thing. Do you, on, on a random note, James, do you remember the t- the moment that you opened up? Because I do. I, I remember when it happened for me. Is there a time or, or was there a person or something that, that, like open that i call it the portal it was like a portal yeah i i had i had a a number of different awakenings um my first one was when i was standing outside the liquidator's office um and i literally was (laughs) sounds like a pun but it was i was literally standing at a crossroads you know now i'm a i'm a recovered alcoholic and i had a choice that at that time you know i could turn right and go to the pub or i could turn left and restart my business um, and in that moment, it was like, right, if I'm going to if I'm going to do it that way, if I'm going to go to the left and restart my business, if I'm going to redo things, something has to be different. So there has to be a huge shift. And that was my first sort of I can't go back to working, you know, uh, subcontracting. I can't go back to, you know, asking, pleading with builders. Do you have any work for me? Thinking to myself, if I got on with a builder, I'd have three months worth of work and I'd rebuild from that. I had to, you know, looking at it from that point of view, I thought there has to be a different way of doing it. My next real epiphany in terms of I can do this was on a uh, a webinar with the Glazer Kennedy Circle. And, and, you know, you're going to have to forgive me. I can't remember who was actually running it. It, 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 it's, um, it wasn't Dan himself. It was like one of his coaches. And when they started to explain about, you know, the the importance of understanding your ideal customer, the importance of local targeted marketing, and I thought, this is it. This is how you get inside of people's heads. This is how you get to people. And that, to me, was like, boom. So that, for me, was in in terms of my business. And then my awakening with, um, with understanding that I could help other people doing this that was when I was talking to the chap who eventually became my coach. Um, and I was talking to him one night and he, he said to me, uh, I'm, I'm going to swear again. So here's the swear alert. OK, um, he, he said he said to me, um, I'm, I'm jumping in in the middle of the conversation. So he said to me, so, James, what you're telling me is that you lost everything and you were almost bankrupt. I said, yeah. And you restarted again. Yeah. Not only did you restart again, but you actually became more profitable you were than you were with the, the bigger business. Yeah. And you've realized that there's an easy way to do that and you've systemized it. Yeah. He said, so why aren't you sharing that with other people? And I was like, well, why, why would I? Who'd, who'd listen to me? And he just, he turned to me, here's the swear alert. He turned to me and he said, if you don't, you're a selfish bastard. Because if you're telling me that there are other people out there who could benefit from what you know and you're not showing them, you're not teaching them, then you're being selfish. And it was from that point, uh, and, and I mean, that in that moment, what became the toolbox was born. It was like, boom, 
And it, wow. it wasn't about it wasn't about me anymore. It wasn't about um, I can't stand in front of a camera. I can't do public speaking. Uh, who'd listen to me? All of these doubts and things that you go that goes through your head. It, it wasn't about me anymore. It was about shit. There are people out there who need to understand this. There are other people who are in the same shoes that I've been in that need to grow, need to develop, need to understand this. How can I help those? And and that was the real big awakening for me. Wow. wow, that's fantastic to hear. That is, yeah, that's really inspirational. Guys and girls, I'm wondering if, if anyone would like to contribute, open up to questions on the Zoom. We got Bex, we got Robbie Newton, we got John, some familiar faces. Any questions for James? I, th- I think someone, he, he might have left now, but he asked if um, if James works with other trades. So... Yeah, we within within the uh, it's it's dubbed the toolbox. It's the community that 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 I run. Um, within the community, we have everything that ranges from uh, mainly electricians. We've got uh, plumbers, heating engineers, a locksmith, a glazer. We've even got an arborer uh, in there as well. So pretty much a, a broad range of trades. Bottom line is, if it's a if you are trying to grow a local business, then what I do can help. The bottom line is I only market to electricians. So I only market my services to electricians. I, I, I just have this belief of staying in your own niche, staying in your own lane. Uh, it's what I teach, so it's what I do. Um, and if other people want to come along, we'll have them on board, but they have to understand that the examples that I use, the, te- the, the case studies that I will talk about, will all be based around electric- electrical work. All you've got to do, if you're a heating engineer, change out the word consumer unit for uh, for a boiler, change out cables for pipes, change out, you know, it's it's yeah. use use your, your common sense and say, he's mm-hmm. going to talk to electricians. All of the examples are going to be electricians, but I can make this work, the process work for me as well. Excellent. Cool. Um, anyone else would like to add anything? I was just going to jump in on that one because, like, as um, as some of you know, I'm not a plumbing, heating engineer, or an electrician, or an arborist, which is the best bread on the planet. Um, <laughs> and actually, a lot of what has been said is relevant not just to trades but to other industries as well. And I spend a lot of time talking to people within trades, and I hear it all the time. It's like I don't have enough time to do this. I don't have enough time to spend. I hear burnout in the voices of people, particularly in the last year of, of I've got to be everything and do everything. And um, it's just I just wanted to say, James, it's been a pleasure, absolute pleasure hearing you speak today because i've already got some people in mind that would really benefit from everything that we've talked about today thank you bex yep universal challenges we're speaking to trades but at the end of everybody these are human human problems you know and business problems so you have right, to spark every- the joy in everything that you do. You have to spark the joy. And if it doesn't spark the joy, why on earth are we doing it? And um, I say to my clients a lot of the time is like, whatever issue that you are bringing to me right now, that is a hostage. If that's people telling you that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing and why are you doing that? That's a hostage. And if anybody has seen the movie Speed, the first thing they say at the beginning of that film, shoot the freaking hostage. Take it out of the equation. Crack on with your life. 
that <laughs> is, is sort of lost on people who are under the age of 35 but I say it to my clients all the time that if you've got like with the with the advertising thing biggest hostage that most people have is they don't know how to do it go and find somebody that does you deal with tools every day there is going to be a tool out there to put in your box that will help you achieve what you need to do shoot the hostage that's mine yeah. I'd say the, the problem with that from uh, the way I view things is when when you say to somebody go and find somebody who knows what they're doing that's a big issue with people in the trades is that they don't know what they're looking for and that's why one of the things that I always try and encourage anybody to do is get a rudimentary understanding you know you, you don't have to do everything yourself but you should understand how things work so you should get a basic understanding of SEO. You should understand the basics of Facebook advertising. You should understand the basics of offline advertising. All of these things, you should get a basic understanding of because when, then when you hand it off and you ask somebody to do it, you know what you're looking for. You know what the markers are that you're looking for. And one of the problems we see too often in the trades is somebody will pay somebody for SEO services or they'll pay them for Facebook management services. They don't know what to expect. They don't know what these guys are doing and they think it's a black art. And, and then they're paying hand over fist and going and being told, oh, but you're ranking really well. well okay, I'm ranking, but why isn't the phone ringing? You know, or, you know, my ads are going out to X number of thousand people, but why isn't my phone ringing? So you know, I, I think under, having a basic understanding initially and then outsourcing is a, uh, is a good way to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. You, you, you need because otherwise, it's, there's so many charlatans out there, you know. And and I think we mentioned a, a, something that's like smelly dot com, smell dot com, or something <laughs> the other earlier in the conversation, didn't we? Yeah, just to name a few. But <laughs> you're, you're the only one in our area that we're going to promote. You will be number one. I can guarantee it. <laughs> take my money. Take my yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I pay you? Guys and girls, well, I think that that can wrap up this special, exclusive return of the Wayne's World Wednesdays. <laughs> Thank you, Wayne, for inviting us to use your channel and give us a platform, give everybody a platform. Uh, I think you've been very generous as well. well and as you know, as you know, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in abundance in, and, and, you know, the more, the more we share, the more we get in return and the, the universe when? works. You are? It's, when? It's, a, it's, a, it's an art. It's an art. It doesn't always paint the perfect picture, but I've always believed in it. It's just sometimes you have to be reminded. Since we, since we started the summit, all of a sudden you've changed. Oh, is it like that? Is it? Mr. <laughs> Mr. I was a Mr. Corporate two years ago, eh? <laughs> now, I think that we've all, I know personally, I've changed since going, because I've had the privilege, part of the benefit of organizing this is actually meeting with everyone and learning from these people. Like when I'm on a call with James or Michael E. Gerber, or Mike Malkowitz or whatever, I mean, I'm, I'm actually getting a training. I'm getting an education. And so this has been like, whew, so I've learned a couple of things I'm telling you from everybody involved in this. And my personal growth is, uh, thankfully been elevated as well and and the takeaways do you know what i now like i talk about energy i talk about people i used to talk more about technology and marketing 
And then I saw even like I run a marketing business and it's not, it's it, just my, my, my conversation has changed because I realized that, you know, in when we're working with trades, actually the problems are, are not always marketing problems. They're not always technology problems. Uh, further down the line, maybe yeah. they, but really they're up here, you know, and that is also really exciting as well to sort of bring this content and hopefully inspire people as so, well. So I want to drop a bombshell before we uh, before we call it a day. And I guess it's addressed at Carolina. Yeah. Um, when are we going to see the uh, Trades Growth Summit live? Because the UK, I think, is ready for it. Definitely. Wow. Yeah, maybe. maybe. A, big, a big event in London or Birmingham. I'd love to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think like getting people to even understand the concept of an event was not easy because as soon as you say event to trades, they go, I'm not taking that time off work. Yeah. Oh, even though all oh, that great speakers, great content, but no, no, I'm busy. Busy being busy. I'm busy. Yeah. You know, and then we turned it to online event and then they were too busy for that. And then we turned it into, okay, it's a vault now. By the way, I think next time it'll be the vault. Yeah. It'll be the trades <laughs> online vault. But no, the trades go <laughs> online vault. Um, we'll do it that way. But, you know, it's not easy. As I, It's 1%. 1% people growth-minded. You want to learn, you want to grow. That's who we're targeting. 99% are going to watch Netflix and um, be busy fool. So having on that cheerful note, <laughs> play some promo music and say thank you everyone for this episode of Trade Show Summit. Stream World Wednesday special with James Dwayne, Sparky's Toolkit, Electrician Trades Coach Extraordinaire. No excuses. Let's go. I really hope you enjoyed the show. Um, I just wanted to pull it out there for anyone listening that I offer business coaching, but also life coaching. My life is centered around something called the free B's, which stands for body, business and balance. When you work with me as a coach, we tackle all three aspects of life. So you as an individual, body, mindset, health, fitness, knowledge, education. Business B obviously stands for your business, improving, maximizing opportunities, elevating, making more money. And balance stands for your for friends, family, loved ones, you know, making time for everything in your life. And the free Bs is the core element to that. If you'd like to learn more, I would ask you to reach out to me on uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever you might be consuming my information, um, or you can email me directly at wayne at offthetools.co.uk. I'm here waiting to assist you to elevate across all aspects of life. Have a good one. No excuses. Let's go.